Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, Mabato Maboya, who's CEO of the Cyril Ramaphosa Foundation. A warm welcome to you, A-team guest. Thank you very much for joining us, Mabato. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you for inviting us. Now, it's becoming more apparent that uh, a lot of the social, um, uh, corporate social initiatives around South Africa and around the globe are actually starting to do initiatives that are touching the heartstrings of our communities. And I think your program, Whole School Development, is one of those that is impacting and also um, largely looking at the National Development Plan and the Sustainable Development Goals that we have in South Africa. Can you tell us more about the whole school development model? Um, thanks, uh, Patricia. So we, um, as the Ramaphosa Foundation and our partner entities, um, Adopted School Foundation and Kahuso uh, and KST, we implement what we call whole school development model, which is basically an integrated and holistic model that helps to address all the development challenges in a school. And it's based on the nine elements of school functionality, which the Department of Basic Education has identified that, you know, if a school succeeds in all the nine elements, um, it can be deemed to be functional to be providing uh, quality education. Our focus, obviously, is in uh, no-fee-paying schools, and which are mainly located in the rural areas and in, in in townships. And uh, we, we have sort of, we view ourselves as an organization having have graduated from being a CSI initiative to a, a full player and partner in the nonprofit sector. We partner with, with government, we partner with corporates um, to enable them to achieve some of their CSI goals. So over the years, um, you know, we, we have tried to hone how we, we impact particularly dysfunctional schools so that we take them through a journey of functionality. So there's so many other learning uh, models. Um, How did you come up with this particular whole uh, school development model and uh, why this one specifically? Um, I guess whole school development, the model itself is not unique to to Adopted School Foundation and, and our work. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that it actually links with the elements that the Department of Education have identified in terms of how do you, you know, evaluate school functionality. And how we came about it is that, you know, we started uh, over 17 years ago, and our approach was more on providing infrastructure because a lot of schools' uh, infrastructure were dilapidated and were never maintained over, over a number of years. And knowing the history of the country and the investment in schools um, in countries and rural areas um, could not really meet those uh, desirable standards that, that we know um, are recommended for schools. And as we did that, we identified, you know, elements that are important in in maintaining good infrastructure. But we realized that a good and beautiful building does not make a school. That a school has got a number of elements that um, make it functional and make and assist the learners to to receive quality education. And those elements include leadership and management, which is quite central and is a threat that brings together a school. It, in, it involves the, the 
leadership from uh, from the parents, from learners, and as well as from the school management teams. It involves good quality basic infrastructure um, that addresses urgent um, pressing issues like overcrowded classrooms or no resources and such as sanitation, etc. It also speaks on managing the curriculum and um, including co-curricular development that enables learners and supports them towards you know 21st century learning, which also speaks of non-cognitive learning uh, initiatives, which you normally find in well-resourced schools, things like such as um, extracurricular um, activities. And then we also focus on learner well-being and community development. Community development and involvement through our infrastructure approach, which is a community-based model of infrastructure development, where we work with unemployed parents and uh, local entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses, and construction companies to construct the school infrastructure. The school infrastructure, and in primary schools, part of our learner well-being, um, we have in-house social workers. We also do eyesight testing because those are some of the health issues that you may find um, are not normally attended to. And uh, we have recently also started audio or hearing testing for, for learners in primary schools. Definitely is a model that is holistic. Um, so I mm-hmm. definitely understand the, the, the wording uh, behind this development model and, and, and how it's impacting positively the schools that you are touching in the rural areas. But, you know, sometimes you, you can't ignore the fact that we've been in a democratic uh, country for the past 27 years. And it's still so sad that we find schools that still need so, so much help. But... On the other hand, you know, um, we are also moving very fast in terms of technology, in terms of how schooling is being developed. A lot of schools are going online or uh, transforming to digital. And, and, and how then will your model be able to, to, to move around into ensuring that it's not only the eye and hearing tests that we are doing for the kids and the infrastructure, but also that they, the, the delivery mode of education is at a standard that they'll be able to you know, adhere to online and digital transformation? Look, I think, um, you know, the, the, the digital revolution, uh, which was also fast-tracked by the challenges brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic, has really put the education system globally um, into a, a predicament of uh, around two things, around providing technology and keeping pace with the changing, the changing world, meaning preparing learners for the 21st century um, world. So our model, what it, it does is that we, we pay attention or we, our central focus is on teacher development because we believe that if we enable educators to master curriculum delivery in time and as scheduled and to also improve on their pedagogy and the manner in which they deliver, and that enables them that when you introduce technology into that classroom, already you have an educator that is already, you know, able to provide quality education and teaching. We do not see technology as a replacement of an educator simply because of the level of development that many of our learners still require, you know, to bridge from from different uh, phases of the schooling system. However, technology is an enabler, particularly to enable educators 
Uh, I mean, we've seen now during during the COVID lockdowns that those educators that had technology enabled, that, that could use technology, were able to design worksheets and print and provide uh, learners printouts to take home um, while schools were closed. So you also you find that combination. Many solutions would, would recommend having technology for the children themselves, but looking at ourselves as a developing country, we may not be able to afford whole-scale rollout um, of technology for each learner, but we can definitely support educators to be able to use education in, in, in curriculum delivery. So our model um, is always adapting to, to what, what is taking place um, in the education sector. We believe quite a lot in um, research. We, we have a theory of change that monitors what is it that we would like to achieve is the school still moving to functionality? Because um, if we jump around and outside of the strategic plan of moving a particular school from being dysfunctional to functionality and, uh, and just join the bandwagon of improvements, we may actually not achieve the long-term sustainability of that school. A-teamers, coming on the conversation, I mean, you, you are a parent and you are a South African living in different parts of the country, but you are aware what happens in our lower quintile schools, non-pay, fee-paying schools. Um, I mean, a program such as this one would obviously be something that could definitely help in um, alleviating some of the plights that schools in rural areas are facing. Call in and uh, ask your questions or give your comments on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 0 Six one four one zero four one zero seven. Our 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 guest is Mabato Maboya, who's CEO of the Cyril Ramaphosa Foundation, and uh, she's a woman with uh, great strides. She's done a lot uh, for the country, and here um, she's talking about a CSI project that they do with the Cyril Ramaphosa Foundation and uh, some of their other partners in corporate who are coming in to help uh, within our school system. Remember, SMSs go to four one three nine one. So, Mabato, in, in terms of, uh, you know, th- this particular model, um, the whole school development model, can you tell us about some of the success stories and uh, what you have achieved? Um, we, we are quite uh, proud of ourselves and our, and our partners um, of what we've managed to achieve um, over the years. In particular, you know, two examples come to mind. Um, one is uh, the transformation that took place uh, quite a few years ago together with Lafarge Education Trust and Adopted School Foundation in Budi, the village in the northwest, where you know we worked and implemented the whole school development model in a cluster of schools, a cluster of 11 schools in that village. And, and part of it is, uh, you know, training and supporting 60 members of the school community were trained in computer skills, and 11 principals were also supported through executive leadership with the VET School of Education. What we did as well is on the amount of infrastructure that was delivered in that area, and, and it amounts to classrooms, ablution facilities, and libraries and administration blocks. Over and above that, we managed to create some temporary jobs, and 10 local SMEs were empowered during that period. But one of our key um, you know, areas that, that I would say we find uh, we managed to succeed is the partnership we went into with um, Gafiso Trust as well as the Department of Education in the Free State 
where we implemented what we call the district whole school development model, where we said what would happen if we take all uh, quintal level one, two, and three in a particular schools in a particular district and work with the district officials to transform uh, those schools so that there are sustainable uh, processes of, of improving quality and maintaining that quality education. And I'm sure that some of the listeners are aware of the successes of the Fezile Dali district in the Free State, which was one of the best performing uh, districts in the country. What we know and what is learned through all of this is that transforming education takes time and that transforming education is a team effort, if, if I can put it that way. Mm. It is not necessarily the, the sole responsibility of government. It's not necessarily the sole responsibility of the educators. It's a community effort um, to, you know, to succeed in, in, in quality education because the parental involvement through school government bodies and it's a central and key element in our schools. Um, and and working together with all those parties, including other um, government and support uh, organizations, help us to, to see the results that we see. I've got uh, our A-team here on the line, Jay. Good evening, Jay. Uh, good evening. Um, thank you very much, Patricia, and good evening to our guests. Yes, um, I'm very, very impressed in what is being dished out uh, uh, across um, media. What we would like to see, how quickly this, um, you know, um, implementation is going to be put and brought onto the ground so we can see it physically. My interest now is very much how much of uh, playtime sports is introduced in schools, physical activity and one of the saddest things Patricia I noticed is school grounds are not used up uh, interest in sports is not encouraged you know as much as academy is uh, required a child's uh, well-being is also uh, has to be looked after on the outside so with the result they have a lot of interaction they come back very vigorously innovated, energized into the class. And the, the other point is, uh, in regard to this, uh, this IT in getting teachers prepared, we must get our parents also well prepared and educated uh, at home so everything becomes well balanced. I don't know if I'm getting across, um, uh, you know, correctly, but uh, this is what my uh, intention that, uh, yes, the teacher has to be well prepared to deliver a one-to-one basis. And too much of technology, a child loses interest. Yes. Thank you for we your have important to have that questions. Interest. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Mabato, uh, can you weigh in on what Jay has said? Thank you so much. I think um, Jay is um, spot on. And, and the elements she's speaking about, you know, are those components when we speak of whole school development. We know that um, over time um, that for learners to achieve, they need a balance. So the work is not only curriculum, but non-curriculum activities are also important. And we are able to, you know, encourage schools and educators to develop those non-curricular um, activities, meaning um, forming sports 
teams and, and having all those wonderful things that we know that many children learn outside than inside. And those are important but can only be achieved if the school and the management team uh, have been supported such that, you know, time is managed accordingly and, and that, you know, curriculum is, is coverage is prioritized such that there is that balance. What we've seen as well is the improvement of when, when you know, grade R was, was, was taken into schools and we started constructing grade R uh, facilities and, and classrooms. And you'd see in most of the schools, those grade R classrooms are separated and they've got their own yards and they've got their own play area because it's particularly in the foundation phase, uh, play is quite important for, for children to advance. That's how children learn. And developing your educators by using different methods. And I know we once part, we, we partnered with the Legal Foundation, where you know, and training educators to use legal blocks um, in in teaching mathematics and other abstract thinking and elements in in lower grades. So definitely, that's quite important because that's just how learning happens. Um, you know, when we're talking about preparing parents and teachers, um, there is a, a great drive on early childhood development. And I think uh, you, you had a, um, one, one guest talking more deeply around early childhood development. And we know that, you know, the strides of moving it into basic education, um, it, it helps that it's not, we're not looking at it just as child minors, but we're looking at it as part of the education journey of the whole child. So um, spot on, uh, Jay, and uh, we are now uh, piloting some of the after-school programs in the free state. Um, we, we have uh, a program that we are piloting called TARI for program for supporting women and children, and we have developed a safe park where we are implementing after-school programs as well as psychosocial support for, you know, for vulnerable learners. Let me go to some of the questions and comments here on our WhatsApp. This A-teamer says, uh, good evening, Mabato. Um, I'm concerned more on security for the schools. How can you help me to render security in schools and create about 1,000 employment? Um, yes, security in schools is, um, and, and, and I want to, to just assume that um, the question is about um, physical security um, of the schools, um, which really that we, we mainly achieve together in partnership with the department. We work in government schools only, and uh, whatever solutions that we bring on board should be a solution that can be scaled and can be um, implemented in more in more schools. So one of the ways in which we've seen uh, around physical security in schools is that it is part of um, involving the community in the affairs of schools. So we have experienced, you know, much less vandalism in some of the schools where construction has taken place because of the community infrastructure development model that we implement, where parents in the community are involved in constructing their own schools and therefore also support the schools in, in providing physical security. We've seen that programs that we do with our social workers that um, enable uh, you know, youth leadership programs that help around issues such as bullying, 
um, you know, dangerous activities that, that often come and threaten security in schools um, can be reduced when, when we have clear programs that deal with that. But this issue tells us that schools are not islands or isolated. Many schools, they mirror the environment in which they are. And um, it's, it's mainly a, an effort to where all parties and stakeholders in the schooling environment can be involved to improve that. This ATMA says, um, hi, uh, uh, Patricia and guest, as for extracurricular activities, how can one partner with the foundation? My passion is to impart artistic skills in schools. I'm in the free state, but I have minimal resources. So this ATMA wants to help. Um, so how, how we work is um, if... if I would encourage the, the you know the A team to to contact the foundation so that we can expand more on on um, what what they would like to offer. But we partner with local nonprofit organizations in the free state. We partner with Luso. There is Columba that does use um, leadership, and we also, particularly in the Pavelo area. We work with local NGOs and, and, and community organizations because that's the best way, particularly for individuals who would like to give back and, and provide that support. We find that when we work with organized um, community organizations, it's much easier for us to go into an area, particularly where we are new or where we haven't been implementing programs. But just to highlight that, you know, extracurricular programs, we implement them as part of the model. So um, it would mainly work where we are already working as a foundation. And, um, you know, but however, we are able to also bring in linkages with other organizations that we know of. Please give us your contact details, Mabato. Um, the foundation's uh, website is www.adoptaschool.co.za. Or you can go to www.sororamaposafoundation.org. And our email is info at sororamaposa.org. Excellent. We really appreciate having you as our guest this evening. More strength to your bow. Thank you very much.